Think about your greatest fear. Has it ever stopped you from doing something you absolutely want to do? Of course it has. As humans, we are all at one point held back by our fears. On this episode of For Better Self and Net Worth, I'm going to discuss how fear is an ultimate sabotage to the life you want and talk about the ways to become more fearless. Check it out. You are listening to For Better Self and Net Worth. This is a podcast dedicated to self-improvement, self-discovery, living your best life, and managing your money. I'm your host, Ella, and I hope you enjoy listening today. Hello, hello, and welcome back to For Better Self and Net Worth. After a week break due to work travel, another veterinary emergency, everybody say a prayer for Big Simba, hope that he's okay, and just overall life, I am so happy to be back. In fact, I'm recording this on August the 2nd. It will be published on August the 3rd, and August the 3rd is the one-year anniversary of this podcast. Most of you guys know last year it was the Budget Babe podcast. And since this evolved into a more self-discovery podcast, self-improvement, and just living your best life, we're focused on the financial portion, even though we do talk about money management. But since it evolved into a more self-improvement podcast, it's now called For Better Self and Net Worth. And I'm just thrilled to announce that we've made it for a year. I've taken a couple breaks here and there, but consistently and almost 4,000 listeners. Guys, I am so honored. When I first started this podcast, I didn't know if I was going to have a lot of listeners or not, a lot of engagement, but this has been an incredible journey. And to all of you all around the world, thank you so much for listening. For any guests that I've had on the show, thank you so much for being on the show. You guys have made it the community that it is. And I just cannot wait to see what's in store for year number two, because I am not stopping this podcast anytime soon. So we'll get into it with the newly added segment. We've had this segment going for a couple of months, and that segment is the book of the week. And the book of the week has been one of my favorite books for a couple of years now. And it's going to one of my favorite writers, Gabby Bernstein. And Gabrielle Bernstein, it's Gabrielle Bernstein on the book, but she goes by Gabby Bernstein. She has a podcast called Dear Gabby. But this book is called The Universe Has Your Back. And the reason I found this book very appropriate is because today we're talking about fear And the synopsis of the book, The Universe Has Your Back, is transforming your fear into faith. And throughout the book, Gabby has talked about many fears that she has faced in her everyday life, how she was recovering from addiction, how she was trying to find her soulmate, have a baby, all the fears that she went through in her life and the fear-based stories that she told herself and how she overcame them. It is a phenomenal read. Have it on your audiobook. Have a paper copy of the book instead because some of her best practices, meditations, and prayers that she says to alleviate her fears and turn them into faith are phenomenal and very practical. And another point in the book that I want to 
basically elaborate on is the mindset shift and how you turn your fear-based stories into love-based stories, into stories that are going to improve your life. Highly recommend this book for everyone. And fighting fear is a subject I've been passionate about for a very long time. So for the one-year anniversary, that's what I'm going to talk about on the show is making fear instead of a acronym for forgetting everything and running, we're going to face everything and rise. And I'm going to begin going further into the topic of fear with a story about last week. So for those of you who follow me on Instagram, you saw that I tried acupuncture for the first time. And I had asked you all what you thought of acupuncture. A couple of you said, yeah, you've tried acupuncture. You love acupuncture. Many of you said, ouch, needles, no way. And most of you had said, tell me more. So I'm here to tell you about my first acupuncture experience. So many of you know that I have a job where I drive a lot for work. I'm in my car a ton. I'm on planes at sometimes. And all this sitting has given me a pain in my right knee and my right ankle. And it's a constant pain. It feels like a pulled muscle. It kind of freezes up every now and then. I don't know what it is, if it's early onset arthritis or what I've done to my knee with all these years of driving. I try to alleviate it with yoga. I definitely take time to stretch, stay hydrated, everything I can for this. Well, one of my friends, she actually was my roommate last year, had told me about acupuncture and what it wonders it has done for her body and what she's learned through acupuncture. So to treat myself, I decided to try acupuncture for the first time. Here's the thing. I am terrified of needles. I hate needles. When I got my COVID vaccine, both doses, the nurse literally had to talk me down and hold me down to give me the vaccine. It is it freaks me out. I get more anxious around needles than anything. And the reason I think I am terrified of needles is when I was a kid, I heard this story about the Jersey shore and how they found HIV infected needles on the beach and the Jersey shore. And I thought, what if somebody stepped on one? They could have gotten HIV instantly. It also could have been my first vaccine as a child. I remember right before kindergarten, somebody holding me down and giving me a shot and just how traumatizing that was, how much it hurts to have a big old needle jabbed in my leg as a child. Either way, I know needles are a common fear for many of us. They're a common fear for me. So trying acupuncture was a huge, huge step for me in fighting that fear. Well, the needles they do in acupuncture, they're Allegedly, they looked thicker to me, but it could have just been me. But they're thinner than the strands of your hair. They put a couple at the top of your head. They put a couple on your forehead. There's some on your arms, legs, and belly. So you have to stay still on the table for about an hour for the acupuncture to work. And the first part of this whole acupuncture experience, when I had the needles in me, I kept telling myself, don't roll over, don't roll over. And what it did was that it forced me, the acupuncture, to go into a meditative state to where I almost fell asleep. And after a while, I forgot the needles were in me. 
Here's the other thing. After that acupuncture experience, the pain that I was experiencing in my knee and my ankle completely diminished. A miracle, right? I don't know the science behind acupuncture and what it actually does. I do know that many doctors and nurses actually recommend acupuncture, but walking out of the acupuncture clinic, I felt like a new woman. Not only did I face my fear of needles, I came out feeling amazing. I was in a nice meditation and I had pain alleviation. So what more could I ask for? I loved it more than massage. I'm actually excited for my next acupuncture appointment. The acupuncturist recommended that I do it monthly. It's a place called, if you're in Nashville, it's called Cultivate Wellness. And the acupuncturist is her name is Renee. So if you want to look her up, she's amazing. But I'm extremely excited about this next appointment and just proud of myself that I took on that fear of needles. Of course, I'll do it when it comes to a vaccine, blood test. But the fact that I chose that I willingly went and had needles in me for over an hour and walked out feeling just fine, super proud of myself for that. And I felt amazing after the experience. So this leads to what I'm going to talk about today. And that's going to be how our fears sabotage not only trying something like acupuncture or skydiving or, you know, not only do they get in the way of us being adventurous, but how they can overall sabotage our goals. And then I'm going to talk about ways to, and I'm not going to say you live a completely fear-free life. That's impossible, but how to get fear out of your way and how to get out of your own damn way by not focusing on your fears. So we'll hear a brief message from Anchor, and then I'll be right back to get into the meat of this episode. This week, I asked many of you on Instagram what your greatest fears are, and many of you were able to answer within seconds without a doubt in your mind what your biggest fear is. And those fears are in your conscious mind. You know right away if you're terrified of snakes, spiders, heights, whatever it is, you know right away what that fear is and how you approach being outdoors, how you approach going to an amusement park or whatever it is that you're fearful of, how that kind of gets in your way. What happens with many of our fears, however, is they sit in our subconscious mind, meaning we're not fully aware of what those fears are, but those fears that sit in your subconscious mind can cause you to self-sabotage without even realize that you are doing it. Here's a few examples. Say you want to get to your goal weight. You want to lose some weight, but if you lose weight, you might get hit on and harassed by creepy perverts or that people will only like you for your body. The sabotage is you're given into your fast food and junk food cravings. You may fear that other people may be envious of your drive, your work, your business that you just started, or what you're putting into your job. Therefore, you give into a sabotage such as giving into sugar cravings that cause you to crash during the day, or you just get feeling you find yourself getting exhausted and then you just quit for the rest of the day. Another common fear that sits in people's subconscious mind, and this comes to budgeting, is you fear the money that's in your bank being stolen. That's a common fear, right? Well, if you fear money being stolen all the time, you could find yourself spending into 
your next paycheck, meaning you don't put any money in savings or you don't keep a cushion in your account. As a matter of fact, many of the self-destructive habits that we have mainly stem from the subconscious fears that we're not always aware of what, that we have them. So another example, procrastination. Many of us have that habit of procrastinating. Well, procrastinating does not always come from laziness. No, procrastination actually comes from perfection. You think it would be the opposite, but the reason you may be procrastinating is you're afraid of making a mistake or you're afraid you don't have the right kind of energy to put into the project that you're working on and you therefore keep putting it off until it is the quote unquote right time. Now, again, you identify your fears such as snakes, heights, spiders, anything that's pretty simple. And then when you identify your subconscious fears, that's going to take some self-reflection. That might take some journaling. That might be, it might have you identify what your bad habits are and then take time to learn where those bad habits may be coming from. Working away those self-sabotages will take some practice, but once you find those self-sabotages and overcome them, you're going to be closer to getting to your goals and your dreams. That's where the book of the week, The Universe Has Your Back, comes in because when you read that book, you may be able to identify those fears. You may meditate on them that are sitting in the back of your subconscious mind, bringing them to fruition, and then tackling them head on. Some bad habits that you have, um, they may even come from a good intention, but hurt you in the end. I used to have a really bad habit of being a people pleaser, being someone that doesn't like confrontation. I still struggle with it today, but being someone that doesn't like confrontation, I found that I let people walk all over me and just see me as, oh, she's so sweet. Of course she'll say yes, or this or that, or just kind of minimize me down to a sweet person when really there's so much more to me than that. Fear turns leaders into followers. Fear turns educated into the gullible. Fear turns confident people into insecure people, the rich into the poor, and the ambitious into the content because fear is holding you back from getting into the next level that you want in your life. Fear also forces you to take one side or the other instead of thinking for yourself. We're seeing that a lot these days. I won't get too far into it, but a lot of times people will take a certain side or listen to a certain narrative because they fear if they don't, that they're going to be wrong about it. And overall, fear, as we said earlier, is going to be the number one sabotage to finding yourself and being able to go after your dreams. So going back to the best way to manage fear, and that is to identify your fears and you have to work every day to eliminate them. So living a fearless life is something you're going to practice every single day. Many salespeople will use fear tactics to sell you a product or service. You've got to practice being able to say no to something you don't want or need. News channels, every single one of them, I don't care if you're a CNN person or a Fox News person, but every news channel is going to sell fear-based narratives as a way to hooking you into the story and raising their ratings. Let me say that again. A lot of the things you see on the news you don't see a lot of good news. You see things that elicit fear in you. And when they elicit fear in you, they know they are hooking you in and having you watch more frequently, therefore increasing their ratings and advertisement dollars. 
when is the last time, in fact, speaking of local news and national news, when have you known a political candidate run on a platform without bad-mouthing the other candidate and making you fearful of the other candidate getting elected? That rarely happens in elections nowadays. You also have people that you come in contact every day that are straight up toxic. Well, toxic people will try to instill fear into you because they're insecure and toxic people want to control you. So I'll say that again, toxic people use fear as a way to control you. And at the end of the day, with every day, every interaction you have, every thought that you have in your mind, you have to ask yourself, what do you want to believe? Do you want to live in a place where you're happy, in a place of joy, where you're in a place of love and you're in a place of living the life that you want to live? Or are you living a life of holding yourself back? Now let's talk about ways we work through those fears. So the first thing you have to do is to acknowledge your fear and just allow yourself to fit, sit into it. Let yourself understand why you have the fear that you have. Chances are the fear that you have is tied to a possibility of a negative outcome. Generally, that's all the fears. You're thinking of what could go wrong. You might be afraid to share content on social media for the fear of someone making fun of you. You might be afraid to try hip hop dance classes because, hey, you're afraid people are going to make fun of you or that your moves aren't going to look so great. You may have a fear of heights because you know it is possible to fall down from that tall tower or that rooftop bar that you're sitting at. A fear of clowns could be tied to the works of Stephen King or just knowing who in the world is disguised in all that makeup and why are they covering themselves? Why are they wearing that mask? To be fairs, to be fair, many fears are tied to possible outcomes. My fear of needles was again tied to that news story I heard about HIV-infected needles found on the Jersey Shore. Every time I see a needle, I have to see it, whether I'm getting a shot, whether I'm doing acupuncture, I have to physically see them take it out of the sterile packaging, knowing it's a new needle that has not touched anyone else. But then again, who did it touch in the factory? Again, that's not a very rational fear, but that is still a fear that I work through every day. I have to know that most needles or that really any needle that I come in contact with is going to be sterile and not infected. Or really any fear or phobia that you may have, you just have to take a moment, think about that fear, why you have it, and just forgive yourself for having that fear. Don't harshly judge yourself for having a fear because there is a reason behind it and it's something we have in all of us. But just let yourself observe why you have that fear and then rewrite the narrative. So when you have a strong awareness of your surroundings, that's going to be the second step in your fear, but have a strong awareness of your surroundings and what stories you're telling yourself. So your surroundings that you have in your life, that include your choice of entertainment, that includes the news, the people in your circle and the way that they think, and also what you listen to on a day-to-day basis. If you're afraid of being single, you hang out with people who also have their self-worth invested into romantic relationships. If you're afraid to be on stage, you may have heard messages of people around you who are not comfortable speaking in front of crowds. If you are fearful of heights, you may have heard of a story of somebody falling off the top of the I don't know, 
uh, yeah, top of a rooftop bar. This is just making up something and dying. That is a legit fear. It's something that you've had, something stories that you've heard. But how many stories do you hear about people making it off the roller coaster perfectly safe? People who took the ride, got on there, and made it off the roller coaster just fine. How many times have you heard of that? Well, it happens every day. You just don't hear about it because guess what? That doesn't make for a good story. So we know there's a huge difference in the stories that you've heard and allowed yourself to believe and what actually happens. So whenever you know your fears are coming from that subconscious mind and didn't exactly happen on their own, just know where the message of your fears have come from and just acknowledge that. When it comes to what you see in your source of entertainment, whether you prefer MSNBC, CNN, Fox News, whatever, know that these commentators build the stories the same way the gossipy girl in your high school stayed relevant. They're selling you a story that's emotionally arousing And with that emotional arousal, it turns into fear and fear is going to be the main emotion to keep you tuned in and to keep you watching their program. Now, please don't think of me as telling you not to watch the news at all. I personally do briefly read the news about for about 10 minutes every day. I do the skim. So I kind of choose what I see just in terms of politics, what's going on with COVID-19, travel, what's going on in the rest of the world. I love BBC because they basically just tell the story. They don't bring any biases or opinions into it. I also read The Independent because they tell the story in a way that speaks to millennials and highlights it. They're, I don't know if they're not necessarily not biased at all, but it's just a good, enjoyable short read. And it's not trying to sell some kind of emotional, it's not really telling me what to think. It's giving me the story as it is without trying to sway my way of thinking, which is irresponsible journalism, but it happens here in the U.S. every single day. So independent and BBC are the most responsible journalism sources that I know about. Everything else, I just... Yeah. Somebody that studied mass communications, I'm just going to, I could go on a pedestal about that. But what I'm saying is just be aware of what news you're taking in every day and how it affects your emotions. Also, the people you're around, pay attention to the messages that they communicate to you, what they say to you. You don't have to subject yourself to every narrative. You don't have to think the way they do. You don't have to fear the same things they fear. I remember Every day at a job that I had, I heard coworkers, I overhear them every day, counting every single calorie they consumed because they were worried about getting fat. What's really sad about that is many, many women and men have a terrible relationship with food and don't get the nutrition that they need because they worry about how they appear eating a certain food instead of seeing food for what it is. Food is a nourishment to your body. Now I'm going to talk about my third approach to tackling fear, and that's just knowledge, doing your research. So if food is something that you fear, do your research on certain foods. If you take a nutrition class in college, you kind of come out believing that everything digests the same. It's just all in what you, how you digest it and how you basically having a well-balanced meal instead of going on some crazy paleo diet. 
Another example is we talked about roller coasters earlier. As a child, I was terrified of roller coasters and falling off of one when I got on the ride, but I had a game changer lesson in my fourth grade science class when I learned about the science of friction and how roller coasters were built. It is almost highly impossible believe it or not, to fall off a roller coaster. And my greatest fear of roller coaster was highly unlikely to happen. Therefore, that summer, I went to Kingston Minion with my brother and sister-in-law and rode every roller coaster I can think of and enjoyed every minute of them. I also learned when I went skydiving a few years ago, of course, I was nervous. I was jumping out of an airplane but I learned that my chances of dying, jumping out of the airplane with a tandem were actually less likely than dying driving my car to skydiving range and back. Well, that doesn't make me feel so great about driving, but very, very few deaths happen over skydiving. You just hear more about the deaths that happen around skydiving. The latest fear that I've complimented that I've complimented, that I've conquered was my fear of snakes. Super common. I've been terrified of snakes since I was a little girl. Last year, I found a snake on my deck while I was doing yoga and I lost my cool. I took a photo of it and I was like, oh my gosh, I cannot believe the snake is on my back deck. Well, I have a friend who is a herpologist and he told me that the black snake on my deck was called a king snake. King snakes actually ate copperheads, the poisonous snakes, and king snakes were actually lucky snakes and great to have around. I didn't feel super lucky that I had a snake on my back porch, but when I got super curious and started doing research on king snakes, gray rat snakes, copperheads, rattlesnakes, all the snakes that were common in Tennessee, I learned that most snakes really have no desire to bite me unless they feel threatened by me. And the way they'll feel threatened by me is by stepping on them. I know when I go hiking that I should take a tracking pole or have a stick in front of me and just simply watch where I step since snakes camouflage so well in the leaves anyway. But my chances of getting bit by a snake, well, they're not that high either. And finally, let's talk about the fear of needles I talked about earlier. I, before going into acupuncture, read anything and everything I could about it, along with the recent vaccine. I hope I don't get censored for saying the word vaccine on here. But before getting the COVID shot and getting acupuncture, I knew everything about the pros and cons. I knew all about the recent journals, recent reports, what happened, what didn't happen. And I had, when I did that research, I knew that most of the pros were more truthful than some of the cons of acupuncture and getting shots. And I went and took the risk. And I know that most people who came out and got the same shot that I did turned out just fine. Most people who got acupuncture walked out of that clinic just as happy and light as I did with, and even with the adrenaline, I had a surge of energy after acupuncture, but Doing that research and knowing those practices is what is helping me conquer that uneasy fear of needles. I tell you these stories to let you know that any fear that you have, you should do more research on it because chances are the triggers to your fear 
are not as likely to happen. And if you are afraid of it happening, well, go ahead and weigh out that outcome, but know that you're more likely to succeed in that. If you're starting a new business, for example, and you're afraid it won't work out, well, do research on ways that it will work out on the successful business practices to get that outcome that you want. Finally, my other tip on conquering fear is to work out the fears you have on some daily habits, such as meditation, journaling, and giving yourself daily affirmations. A lot of my favorite meditations are on YouTube. There's a guy named Brad. He does EFT tapping. And let's say your biggest fear is rejection. So Brad has a YouTube video where you can tap through your fear of rejection. If you have a fear of public speaking, you can find a way to tap through that or some meditation. You can even do a meditation before public speaking and then listening to Kanye West before you get up and speak. I'm telling you that does wonders for me. If you fear failure, list ways that you are going to win instead of fail. So focus on the ways that you can win to get over that fear of failure and what that fear could possibly make you miss out on. And just like anything else, especially any anxiety, you can actually break through them just by rewriting the script. So at the book I talked about earlier, she talks a lot about creating a new narrative and rewriting the script of what you believe. So many of our deep-seated fears are sitting in that subconscious mind. So it's going to take a daily practice. It's going to take some affirmations, either spoken or subliminal. You might even do some breathing practices and exercise and it's just acknowledgement and helping you break through what those fears are. Most likely your greatest fears may be produced by R.L. Saunders, Stephen King, but fears such as rejection, being made fun of, losing through your savings, or being stuck, you know, in a creepy place from time to time, you know, and you have to remember that your fear, while it's naturally occurring, it's not meant to be a barrier between you and living your best life and your dreams. So you have to stop letting fear steal your excitement and joy and go live the freaking life that you want. Thank you guys once again for tuning in. And I just want to wish you a week of fearlessness. Let me know what you guys think of the episode or just the show in general. You can connect with me through Instagram at Economic E-L-L-A-C-O-N-O-M-I-C, or leave me a review on iTunes or Audible. That's how I'm going to be able to grow the show. I appreciate and love every single review. And again, I can't wait to connect with you guys on the next episode of For Better Self and Net Worth. Thank you again for listening to For Better Self and Net Worth, an independent podcast. If you enjoy the show, please feel free to leave a review on Apple Podcasts or Amazon and help me get the word out. Help support the show and also feel free to connect with me on Instagram. My handle is Economic. Or check out the For Better Self and Net Worth webpage. It's www.forbetterselfandnetworth.com. I look forward to connecting with you guys and sharing more value. And again, I cannot thank you enough for supporting my podcast. Mm-hmm.